Welcome to the official Ronnie Landis Podcast Show, where you learn to upgrade the human experience through natural nutrition, lifestyle design, and consciousness engineering. This is no ordinary health or personal growth podcast, and Ronnie Landis is definitely no ordinary host. Ronnie Landis is an integrative nutritionist, transformation coach, and human behavioral specialist. He brings on some of the world's leading thought leaders to deliver to you the most cutting-edge information and unique perspectives so you can create the life of your dreams. Get ready to receive your upgrade in all you believed was possible, starting now. Welcome to another edition of the official Ronnie Landis podcast show. As always, I am your host, Ronnie Landis. And today's episode is with a very good friend of mine from across the world. Um, he he res- resides in both Sedona, Arizona and Kauai, Hawaii. Very interesting synchronicities between me and this fellow who is Michael McIntosh. Michael McIntosh is a spiritual insight teacher, spiritual principles teacher, and a personal growth and transformation coach. And there's a lot of amazing things about this individual. This conversation was really amazing. And the timing between me and Michael to have this conversation, I have to say, in my own personal experience, was really incredible, to say the least. The content of this interview was was um, off the charts. Really, really incredible content for how we can upgrade our life with ease, grace, and flow. One of the things that Michael exudes is this sense of grace, this sense of ease. I, I, you know, there have been certain circumstances between him and me, not so much between him and me personally, but there were circumstances that required both of our involvement that were quite frustrating to say the least. And I have to say, this man's calm and kind of tranquil and comedic approach to otherwise stressful things is really inspiring, actually. And that's really, I feel like, the work that he's meant to embody. And a lot of this conversation really gets to the heart of the matter when it comes to what distresses people whether it's in their business, it's in their life, it's in their relationships, it's in their health, so many manner of things, which ultimately comes down to living a life out of alignment and how that causes us to take on coping mechanisms like smoking or alcohol or the consistent need for supplements, um, pharmaceutical drugs, uh, certain food that we use as a coping mechanism to stuff emotional distress, everything you can think of. And we really get to the heart of it in this interview. I think this is going to leave you inspired. It's going to leave you wanting more. And most of all, it's going to leave you with a sense of grace for your life. And whatever you're going through, keep going, keep breathing, And just know that all is well, and there's nothing that you have to do. You just have to be the symbol of whatever it is that you are wanting to to achieve or wanting to create in the world just by being that. And uh, yeah, 
that's that's the message here that comes through when I think of this interview with Michael. So without further ado, I'm going to let you let you have it. Enjoy this conversation between myself and Michael McIntosh. Michael McIntosh is an internationally renowned author, spiritual teacher, entrepreneur, and mentor for thought leaders and game changers. He helps next generation evolutionary leaders to reawaken their visions, unlock their genius, and systematically transform ideas into tangible income, impact, and freedom without stress, worry, or confusion. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Great to be here. Yeah, I'm really, really excited about this. I've been looking forward to this for a while. And uh, we've had an interesting recent history together, getting to know each other through just spontaneous circumstances and synchronicities that uh, it's just funny when when I guess we go with the flow, so to speak, and just just roll with the punches. Um, you know, a lot of uh, unpredictable circumstances led us to having this conversation now. It's a perfect moment. Yeah, a lot of a uh, little backstory, but here we are. This is <laughs> it's, it's absolutely classic, perfect synchronicity. So, uh, absolutely perfect moment. What what I find so funny about it? Um, sometimes I look at life from a uh, reflectively looking back at life, and you, it's funny. Like when you're moving forward in life it's really hard to gauge kind of where the show is going. It's like, actually you, you don't know. Right. So we just have to like trust that everything is working out. Um, but I notice when I look back on life, everything looks like a movie reel. Like it's all synergistically flowing together in a, in a, in a very obvious kind of way that led me to where I'm at. And it, what's funny about this, just as just to introduce kind of the, the vibe here for our conversation. Um, I've known about you for many years. I remember actually um, a video between you and our mutual friend, David Wolf, uh, 2010, the best year ever. You remember that you guys were yeah, in yeah. Noni land Absolutely. having this epic conversation. Mm-hmm. It's a great video that people can, can check out on YouTube. And so I was aware of you and also through another mutual friend, Nick good. And, and though we had never really connected before and What's so funny and synchronistic about it is that I ended up living in your house in Kauai for like nine or 10 months and, and we didn't really have any contact and I didn't even realize it was your house I was living in until months in and you didn't even know I was there until like the last month. (laughs) (laughs) Oh gosh. Mm -hmm. So here we are. Yes. Here we are. And this conversation, I feel like you definitely have a lot to offer and share from your perspective and your experience, because a lot of the people listening are pretty eclectic group of people all the way from different like entrepreneurial focuses, mostly I imagine in the health and wellness field, but also in kind of even what we might call like the self-love field that I see emerging out of the kind of self-help world. And I feel mm. like your your you know your work speaks very loudly to that, um, and just people, just real people in general that are interested in up leveling their life. And what I love about your personality, and it was actually very helpful for me at one of those um, circumstances that I needed kind of a, a calibration at. I needed to kind of yeah. reroute my thinking, and 
And you helped me a lot with that by simply kind of helping me calm down and slow down the reactive mind and actually just come to a place of centeredness. Um, and so, you know, that's kind of the, I think that's going to be kind of the, the theme or umbrella that we move forward from. But before we dive into some of the questions I have for you, can you share a little bit of your backstory with all of us? Like, how did sure. you get here? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a loaded question. But uh, the, sh- the, short, the short version is um, I would say my, my life profoundly changed when I was 18. And um, up until then, you know, I'd, I'd lived in different countries and I ended up in England. And uh, I was just living the usual life uh, of teenagers, you know, drugs, parties, crazy stuff, and just, you know, consumption. What can I get? Me, me, me. And it led me to feel completely lost and confused about who am I? Why am I here? Life seemed to have really no meaning to me. I didn't feel happy at all. I was basically depressed and felt completely lost and alone, really. And through you know a number of synchronicities, my mother ended up doing meditation many years earlier, and I always knew that what she was doing was a good thing. But I was never personally willing to listen to anything she said. So I went to a meditation class, you know, finally after she's saying, come to this class, come to this class. I'm like, no, 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 I don't want to, I'm more interested in getting high. I don't want to go to this meditation and all this weird stuff. Um, my dad's a priest actually. So I was a sort of a preacher man, so to speak, but I wasn't really into any of it, but I said, you know what? Everything's a mess. What have I got to lose? So I went to this class and I don't remember what she said, but she, she did this guided meditation at the end and all of a sudden I was literally pulled out of my body into a world of light to use English as the main language and I experienced myself in a literally a different world and this is different from drugs I've done plenty of drugs and it wasn't like Mm -hmm. that it was like a different reality and I saw, literally I was walking along and I saw my future. I could see years into the future. I could see two years into the future and I could see two paths. If I carried on the same way I was, what was my life going to be like? And it's just the same old nonsense and just pain. And then I saw this new reality. I could actually see the future. And it was such a powerful moment because I had to make a decision in that realm where I was going to go next and it was obvious I had to take this path of light. I saw myself being in a constantly <laughs> light-free space, just super relaxed and at peace with myself and the world. And I took one step on that new path, and I felt like this massive power came into me. And then I kind of was pulled into my body, and I felt like a new life had appeared, like I was like blasted with power and it was like no one else knew what was going on this probably only happened in like a split second to them but it seemed a long time for me and I was like this new reality totally different and uh, when I left the room all my cravings for alcohol and drugs and smoking and all these things just ended and uh, I just got a completely new spiritual life which I'd never even imagined before 
And um, so that was kind of the beginning. It's like a radical shift, like boom, all of a sudden, like two different worlds. And um, so I just started doing meditation every morning, like four o'clock, like loads and loads of meditation, like eight months of meditation, basically. And um, it's extremely powerful time. And then... And then, you know, you know, I had to figure out what I'm going to do. I went to college, did a bunch of stuff. And when I left college, I decided, like, I can't work in a job for some <laughs> random people. You know, what am I going to do with my life? Do you know what I mean? I, I can't just, like, just waste my time sitting in an office. So I thought, well, I need to set up something that helps the world so I'm spending my time in a useful way. And my first vision was well, I created Living in Magic. A living in magic. I remember my friend Nick Good. He was living with me at the time. And um, he was like, what do you want to do? Because we were talking about what I was going to do. And he was like, what do you want to do? And I said, all I want to do is just be living in magic. Living in magic. That's just what came to me. Living in magic. And, I, and then I started this company, Living in Magic. And we had like 14 people wanted to join the company. And our aim was to have these multi-level like, retreat centers in all the major cities in the world that had like eight floors, spiritual, mental, emotional, physical, environmental, relationship, financial, and dharma, these different floors for the different levels of life. And um, that was my first vision, you know, to have these, like, which now I realize is like this multi-trillion dollar company, like straight <laughs> off the bat out of college. And I was like, I didn't realize how naive I was at the time. You know, <laughs> this is like 20 something trying to come up with this trillion dollar business straight off the bat, you know, without any experience of anything. So, um, <laughs> but, but, um, so I came to my senses like this is a bit over the top to start with. But then I pursued that mission nonetheless of what are the different elements of having an awesome life, the different levels. Because it's not just meditation. That's why I came to realize that. Even if we have spiritual power, we have to get our life together on other levels. We need to have good relationships. We've got to eat well. We need to have a beautiful environment that's relaxing to be in. Mm. You know, we need to know what we're doing with our time, with our life. What is our purpose? We've got to have a powerful mind and we've got to feel beautiful feelings in our in our heart. So I was like, there's these different levels and to have a rich life, it means all levels. So I kind of pursued that. For a long time, you know, what are these levels and how do you upgrade all of them? And, um, you know, that sounds a bit abstract, and it kind of is, but then I ended up just creating different courses on specific problems that people had that I'd, I'd solved myself. And then, then my entrepreneurial journey, you know, setting up all these different programs, we created Superhero Training, which, mm -hmm. is, uh, which has helped tons of people. Um, and... And lots of other courses and books and publishing books. So I've just been knocking out books and courses for already the last eight years. And um, and then we started Awaken Academy, which is a coaching certification because people kept coming to us saying, how do you do coaching? Because I've been doing coaching for many years. How do you do coaching? I want to be a coach. How do you be a coach? How do you be an entrepreneur? And people kept asking us, like, how do you do it? How do you do it? So, you know, we just said, like, we just have to create a course. So we have this, like, year-long training that that goes into all the details of how do you set up business and become a well-paid coach author teacher so uh that's a quick overview of what i've been up to <laughs> mm, that's amazing that's so awesome I, I love the um 
just kind of the chronicling of the journey and, you know, where you're at now, like from that place of feeling that maybe you were, or maybe not, you know, very likely, like many of us, when we're in our early 20s, there is a little bit of the naivete, but that naivete is actually can be a strength, right? Because yeah, so, great. Many, so many people, especially once they crack 30, it's like they're at the end of their rope. They, it seems like they're not willing to make any risk whatsoever. And um, I think there is something to be said about the benefits of, of having a little bit of naive kind of expectations. I think it's great. Yeah, I've I've been, you know, completely naive for <laughs> the most, you know, a lot of time and living on like the, crust, the, the cusp of the wave, the edge of the wave, the cutting edge of the wave of like risk danger zone, you know, like consistently, you know, now it's different. But like for years, you know, going I I went from England to Hawaii just thinking I was just going to check it out uh, as a vacation. You know, Nick just bought me a ticket and um, he wanted me to help him out. And um, I never went back. I still haven't been back to England. It's been 10 years later. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's like with a with a backpack. And, do you know what I mean, just, just the craziest stuff. You have to take risks uh, again and again and again and again and be cool with with extreme risks, actually, to get anywhere. Because people who play it safe and are like, oh, it, Oh, it won't work. It won't work. It won't work. You know, they never do anything, and they end up stuck in a job and just having a crap life they don't like. So, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. I um, you know, it's funny what just came up for me. I just did a recent interview with Dr. Gabriel Cousins a couple of weeks ago, and I was really diving into more of the kind of personal transformational perspectives that he had because I never really heard him talk about it. But one of the things that he said that caused me to laugh out loud is he said, he's like, look, you got to put all your chips in right away. And he said that, um, (laughs) let me capture it for a moment. He said that by not going all in in life is the real gamble. You know, it's actually when you go all in in life, that's when that's when the world opens up and opportunities kind of spontaneously arise. But as long as you have one foot out and one foot in, um, you know, playing it safe, that that appears to be the real gamble, the real risk. Absolutely. Yeah, there's no no question. I remember a great quote. I can't remember who said this, but uh Human beings only make the right choice when they've run out of all other options. That's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, you know, so you just, you have to sort of burn your bridges and jump over the wall and just be done with it. And then that's it. Then you're in. Mm. But if there's all these comfort zone, oh, I don't know, I don't know, then, then the doubt creeps in, fear creeps in. And it's just comf- it's comfort seeking, you know, running around trying to seek safety and comfort over life. And I, I really think that's that's kind of a chronic. That's why people are depressed, because if you're not in with your life, then you're going to end up in consumption, which leads to depression. Right. You know, the yeah, the great quote, uh, let the let the the bridges you burn light your path. Hmm. Beautiful. Yeah, and so that that fear, that fear that cripples people that we've all experienced. You know, well, in your work that you do, I imagine that you help a lot of people 
um, dissolve or, or dissuade themselves out of the fear and come back into more of, you know, a place of faith or, or, um, whatever, however you might kind of describe that. But, you know, I imagine that fear of one form over another, whether it's rational or irrational, I'm sure that's something that you're constantly helping people in your work, um, transcend. Yeah. Yeah. And it comes up again and again, Fear of of failure, fear of what people might say, fear of losing money, you know, fear of not being good enough. I mean, all these, this is endless list of fears that um, can block us. What, what do you think is underneath that though, right? Like, it's like, it's like symptoms of disease. It's like, if you chunk it all down, there's a, there's very common root causes for everything. So when you, when we are kind of like, masquerading this fear, that fear, what do you feel is like kind of the underlining issue behind all of them? Yeah. Underneath all fear is insecurity. Mm-hmm. And underneath insecurity is thinking we are these bodies. <laughs> so the root of all of it is thinking I am this person mm-hmm. instead of realizing we are divine power, spiritual power, and we can't die. We can't die. And when we come back to that feeling of complete freedom and soul awareness, then there's nothing to fear because there's nothing to end. There's nothing to be insecure about. All The whole tree of insecurity and fear comes out of that thinking I'm this body, this limited thing, I act of, you know, it's that me, 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 what I see in the mirror is who I am and my status is based on what people think about me and money and all these external things. That That's where it all comes from. When you realize I'm not any of this at all, I mean, I've written a book on, I've written lots of books on this topic really because until you get down to the, to that powerful piece within Almost everything we do is a coping mechanism. It's That's the one thing I've been noticing more and more is it's all just coping mechanisms for living out of alignment. Mm. Mm. Everything's a coping mechanism. Like, for example, why do we need to eat all these, like, you know, enzymes, special enzymes, and go on these cleanses and, and have all these like migraine headache pills and all these, you know, I mean, all these different things. Mm-hmm. It's a coping mechanism for eating the wrong things in the first place. Totally. Do you know what I mean? Like wh- why do people need to do all, if you analyze why do we do what we do, no, most of it, nearly all of it is coping mechanisms. Yeah. You know, no one would get a job in a, in like a horrible office mm-hmm. unless they needed the money. And do you know what I mean? Yes. And the reason they haven't got the money uh, in another way is because they haven't figured out what the point of their life is and haven't created themselves. I mean, he goes back Mm. and back and back and back, and it all comes back down to not knowing who we are and not experiencing it and not feeling freedom. So my my big revelation recently has been feel good now. (laughs) Just start feeling because everything we want is feelings. We're all doing all this stuff so that you get the thing, finish the thing, get the thing, make the money, blah, blah, blah. So you can buy the other things, you can do the other things so that someone says blah, blah, so that you feel something. So there's this huge process that goes on 
And then hopefully at the end you feel a little bit happier or more relaxed or at peace or something. Yes. So why not just cut it dead and just go straight to the feelings directly? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Just get straight to the point and come back to that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. freedom. Yeah, I resonate with that a lot. Um, and this constant seeking, like even like this idea that we are seeking different experiences to be happy actually can keep us from being happy, right? Because we're, also, yeah. we're seeking the experience. Therefore, there is a lack of it in my immediate experience. And so it can create this, like, like you said, like this coping pattern of, of, uh, you know, I, I mean, there's a lot of ways to kind of unpack that. I'm, a lot of stuff's coming up for me, actually, looking at like this idea of a coping mechanism for being out of alignment, because if I'm truly honest with myself, it's really because I know we know what to do most of the time. Right. Like when it comes to especially the basics, it's like not that difficult if like I'm 31 years old. So I've made it 31 years in this crazy world. So thank you. Thank you. And so I I just kind of realized like, wow, okay, I I can take care of myself. I know how to take care of myself. I have enough information, but sometimes we don't always act on, on what we know. And so I'd love to maybe explore that in relation to this idea of being out of alignment and maybe that being why we don't always act on what we know. Yeah. Let's just look at the, a scenario. Let's take a scenario. So let's say somebody feels insecure and they feel, let's say someone gets a text message then it freaks them out. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh God. Yeah. And then they go into a, a state of fear or anger or they feel stressed and feel negative feelings and they don't like the feelings. Right. So what do they do? So let's say a lot of people might eat something to kind of comfort eating to try and feel better. Yeah. So like, I feel bad. And then they eat the food, the, the wrong sorts of food that make them feel a little bit, a little bit sick, yeah. And then they're like, "Oh God, I better take something to like, for my digestion or whatever." Or people might they might be bulimic or whatever, and just deal with the pain that comes from the food, which is eaten because of feeling a feeling. And then if that carries on, then they're going to have to go to the doctor or to get some other pills to deal with the fact that their health is now in a bad way. And then they might need secondary pills to deal with the pills that they got from the doctor (laughs) you know and then their relationship starts having consequences because the health isn't good and then they have to cope with the relationship do you see what I mean so there's like more and more and then their money suffers because they can't go to work because they're not well and now they got medical bills do you know what I mean so it kind of goes but it all comes back down to a simple thing at the beginning which is not feeling good and then before that, it's like, why didn't why didn't we feel good in the first place? Because we're living out of alignment with life anyway. So you can see this long line. Mm-hmm. I think it's well worth people like look at these lines of coping mechanisms because it's not just one. It's like one leads to the next, and the next one leads to another one, oh which leads gosh. to another one, which leads to another one, and and pretty much, I would say a fairly large percentage of of us human beings spend our entire life dealing with various levels of coping mechanisms all day long, all the time. And the whole thing is coping with one, coping with another, coping with another one. Like, why is entertainment such a huge thing? Why is everyone like Netflix and Facebook and all these different things, online entertainment? Because we feel bad. That's why it's a distraction from feelings. 
Mm. You know, you feel stressed, I'll oh, just watch a film, feel better, get, drink a glass of wine, eat some food, something. Just, and, of course, we want to feel good. It's not like I'm not shaming anyone or blaming anyone. This is just a consequence. Like, we do the best we can. But the problem is it, it leads to one problem after another, after another, after another, after another. And then the whole life can be spent in coping with coping with coping with coping with coping. It's like it's exhausting when you start really looking at it. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's absolutely brilliant. Spot on from my experience. And it is funny, right? Because when you do... It's almost like different people have different temperaments. Um, so everyone has a, a unique approach that'll work for them, I'm sure. However, yeah. when we ask the right questions and we're actually honest and authentic with ourselves and we take off the masks, um, it becomes pretty obvious. And so like in my experience, for example, when I'm so clear on what I'm here to do, what my mission, my dharma, you know, and just what feels really good for me um, and the kind of person I, I'm aspiring to become, then it's almost like a holographic reflection of the things that don't serve me kind of like show up very clearly. It's like I don't have to guess with myself. It's like I know that certain behaviors are not conducive for this, you know, for my, my, um, for the life that I want to live and the health that I want and so on. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet there are times when, like you said, like we, sometimes we've had a hard day or, or we're dealing with some form of stress that's unresolved and we just want to kick back and just relax and whatever that might look like. And I've noticed to point out one of the things you said, when, um, I feel lethargic or I feel tired or stressed and I do one thing, it becomes very easy, like a domino set, you know, like for the next thing that I was, you know, that I might have been abstaining from um, to kick in. And then it's like this, this like series of domino effects of one, one habit kind of following the other. Yeah, it's a, exactly. It's a trigger. You know, I help a lot of people overcome addictions to drugs and it's it's exactly how it is. You get the trigger, and that leads to some small thing that's a problem. And then it leads to another one, and then then someone acts out the thing they're trying to stop doing. And then once they've done it once, they're like, "Well, whatever. I already did it, so I might as well do right. it again." So I mean, like it's already done. So what's <laughs> the harm in doing it again? I, I might as well just do it the rest of the week as well because I've already screwed up, you know. And then. Mm. We'll, do you know what I mean? Well, one, why is point? I've already done a week, so it might as well be a month. And the mind comes up with these wonderful um, explanations and justifications. <laughs> and, it's like, and it seems totally convincing at the time. Well, you know, what difference is it? Might as well, you know, just go for it anyway, you know. And um, and then it just goes on and on and gets worse and worse and worse. And then something terrible happens and it kind of like wakes us up, shocks us out mm. of it. And whoa, whoa, whoa. And then we kind of come back. Basically, it's it's trance states. It's something I talk about a lot in various books and courses. It is oh, Siri's talking to me here. What the hell? Sorry about that. These I mean, these cell phones. Gosh, they're just like randomly. Anyway, so <laughs> classic. So yeah, it's trance. It's trance states. We're all in one or another kind of trance state. Yeah, a lot of people say, what do you mean trances, hypnotic trances? But it, it literally is like that. Yes. So, so for example, 
I'm convinced that Facebook, for example, has a department of, of psychology geniuses who are there to help bring everyone into a trance state where they're susceptible to spend longer times on Facebook. Mm. And one of those one of those triggers to a trance state is those little red um, those little red notifications you get them on cell phone, your know, messages. All the messaging notifications, basically on a phone or a computer, as soon as you see one of those messages that basically says there's something new, someone wants to talk to you, there's a message for you, something waiting for you, mm-hmm. how many people can resist clicking it? Yeah, it's not easy. Yeah, it's normally the urge is to like go for that thing. So you, mm-hmm. you get into this, see the thing, and it goes into a trance state. And once the trance state comes, it's like entering a different reality. It's like a different world view. We're going in and out of different awarenesses. So when you're when you want to live your authentic life and have a wonderful day, best day ever, and just really be on your game, that's like a different state of consciousness. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like a completely mm-hmm. different world view. It's like walking through a door and going into this bright, beautiful, powerful, blissful world. And you're like, yes, fully on point, hardcore, this is awesome. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, yeah? Yes. And then something happens, a little trigger, a little notification, something, and you click it, and it's like opening a rabbit hole, and you get sucked down into it, and you end up in a different world, and everything looks different, feels different. And the game, it's almost like the rules of the game now don't apply. There are different rules. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So in the in in your ultimate life, there are these ways of being, you know, modes of of living that you follow. And then when you go into these different trance states, the rules change, the game right. changes, mm. and then it becomes something completely different. And normally the, the, the rules are more about what can I get, you know, consume, 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 mm. run away from ourselves yeah. through consumption. Basically that's sort of the, the common theme. Right. Escape, escape the pain through consumption, basically in multiple different ways. And, um, so how, how did get out of this? Basically, we need to face ourselves. We have to have courage to face our pain, face it directly. That, that's what we're running away from. We're afraid of our own pain. That's what it is, emotional pain, mostly emotional, sometimes physical, psychological, but mostly it's a feeling state that we don't like. And that's, you know, so what is, what is a craving, like drug cravings? Like, like I've been helping someone who's now got off uh, cannabis recently, you know, congratulations. It's mm-hmm. a huge upgrade after like 22 years or something of smoking every day. Wow. He's free of it. Yeah. Very proud of him. And, um, I help people get off heroin and all sorts of things. And the craving is, is basically Please take the pain away. The craving is I want to experience a different state than I'm in. I want to go into a different trance state mm. and I want to avoid the pain. Wow. But we have to be able to handle our pain. And the interesting thing is that it's actually not as bad as we think it is. We're just afraid of facing it. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Oh, right. I, right there, what you just said is so spot on. 
And um, one of the revelations that I've had recently is that we're oftentimes avoiding the feeling of something and we think that we're avoiding the experience, but it's a, a lot of times it seems like I may be avoiding just feeling insecure or feeling nervous or feeling um, hurt or whatever the, the feeling is, but it's not really the activity or the experience on the other end that I'm actually avoiding. It's just feeling uncomfortable. Exactly. Yeah. We're trying to avoid feeling something and we think, Oh my God. Oh, if I go to that party or something, I'm not, you know, I might be weird too many people or overwhelming It's basically we're, we're trying to manage overwhelm. That's a big issue in our current world It's internal overwhelm and stimulation and external overwhelm and, and stimulation. And the situations we kind of project onto them that we're going to feel a certain way, but we often don't. I mean, how many times have you been afraid of something and you show up there and it's actually not that bad at all? Yeah. All or, or sometimes you think it's going to be the best ever and it turns out to be absolute disaster. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, you know, it's like, so it's not, it's basically, it's all an inner experience. It really is. You know, even like I just was just got back from Hawaii and I did a video um, in one of the hotels. I saw that video. Yeah. And I was like, look, everyone wants to come to Hawaii because they think is they're going to feel great. But they don't. Actually, people come to Hawaii and they get totally freaked out, totally freaked out. Why do they get freaked out? Because they have to face their internal stuff because now you're alone in this in the wilderness wandering around in the jungle <laughs> do you know what i mean and all the feelings come up and all this you know I mean? all the stuff you've been suppressing all these years you know in busy 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 cell phone world and now all of a sudden you have to deal with it in the jungle <laughs> so people are just like <laughs> people don't get, get that they, they don't yeah. get that about hawaii that it's like actually a jungle no yeah it's a tropical rainforest jungle <laughs> And, uh, you know, and even sitting on the beach, you know, you sit on the beach, all right, you look at the ocean, okay, nice, you look at the ocean again, all right, look at the sand, okay, what next? <laughs> you know, then it's all the feelings come up, all right, oh, I can't handle this, where's my phone, where's my phone, I'm going to check Facebook and I'll feel a bit better. Mm. <laughs> yes. You know, and that's how people, I, mean, I took a picture of a bunch of people on the beach, I thought it was really funny, all there in the line, all on their phone the whole time. Wow. I thought it was classic. I, I mean, I took a picture on my phone of them on their phone, so that was a bit hypocritical in a way, but uh, <laughs> I thought it was quite funny. But, yeah, it's the feelings we're afraid of, and when we face them directly, then our whole life is so much, much, much more beautiful and easy because mm. we're not afraid anymore. There's nothing to fear. Do you have any processes or tools that you've seen be really effective um, for helping people cross that, that bridge? Yeah, absolutely. There's, there, well, there's multiple things depending on the situation, but the essence, this simple thing I would recommend here is that, first of all, be willing, be willing to face yourself. Mm. Be willing, consciously willing. I think that's the first, the first step, big first step, because we have to bring attention to the fact that we are afraid of our own selves, of our own feelings. And when we say, look, I'm suppressing stuff, I'm running away from myself, I can't handle it, and I admit that, and I'm now willing to have a look, 
just being willing actually releases a huge amount of tension. You know, it's like it's like having a basement full of monsters, and you're like, I'm not going to go down there and deal with those monsters, and they're banging on the door, and I'm not, I'm going to pretend they're not there, and they're banging away, oh, no, no. Mm-hmm. and then finally you so say, I'm just going to open the door and figure out what's going on here, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Just that one first step of just being willing to open the door and go down into the basement is in itself hugely relieving, you know. And it turns out they're little monsters, you know. <laughs> they might sound like they're dangerous, big, scary things, and they're, they're actually just little things standing there. Knock, knock, knock. <laughs> Let me out, you know. They're not even that bad. It's just we're so afraid of them that we don't bother. So first thing is being willing, and then then we look at our our monsters or feelings, or whatever you want to call them, these things that we're that we're running away from, the ruining our life. Running away from it's ruining our, ruining our life. So you look mm. at them directly. Jimmy, so much time and energy is wasted in trying to avoid dealing with these things. So when you look at them, when you look at them directly, you know often it's they're little. I call them little like fuzzy little monsters. You know you can see them as cute little little fluffy monsters do you know what I mean? you have to think of them in a pleasant way so yeah. that it's not this horrible scary thing mm-hmm. and and it's you look at them and you say well you know they might represent to you pain from the past relationships or fear of failure or fear of success or what will people think or i'm not good enough or whatever it is and you just so you look at them. I, I suggest people imagine like pulling them up and ha- holding them in their hands. I kind of think it's like good to imagine you're these broken, wounded parts of us. You just give them love. And you say, here you are. I acknowledge that you exist and I'm not afraid. You know, you're, you're being with it a little bit. You, know, you just take some time just to be with it instead of trying to like smack it with a big baseball bat right away you know you don't want to like open the basement door and come in and try and kill everything with a machine gun or something that's that's not the best approach. And that's what most people try to do isn't it yeah open the door and get him and let's and let's and let's hurry up and get through this healing process so we can get back yeah. with our life yeah come on is it done yet is it done yet do you know what I mean when is it going to be right. you know, this stuff takes time if, if it's taken many years for it to get wounded and messed up it's going to take a little bit of time to bring it round again just like a health issue you know you, you can't just you know have some Corella tabs you know and some coconut <laughs> water and think you should going to be good tomorrow afternoon you know yeah <laughs> I took my tabs I had my glass of coconut water I don't know I don't feel any better Sometimes it takes a bit longer. So we have to just look at it with with love and compassion and humor. I think humor is really mm. important. Uh, I like to crack myself up all the time because otherwise life is too too depressing and heavy, you know. Lightness helps us so much in life, just being light about things because there is a lot of heavy stuff going on. So you, so you first of all, you – Deal, willing to go in the basement and have a look at your feelings that you've been expressing. Then you bring them out and you just hold them with love in your hand. And then, then we rely on a higher power, divine power. And if we could do this on our own, we already would have done it on our own. Mm. 
Mm. We already would have done it a long time ago. We haven't been able to. So, so what you're saying is we need help from other people. We need help from other people and we need help from spiritual mm. power, spiritual mm. power, divine power, because yeah. we're, we're all operating on different levels of consciousness. The reason people see the world differently and have different results in their life is actually a result of levels of consciousness, the level of spiritual power. Um, and in order to experience freedom, we just need to turn up the power, the spiritual power. We're not talking about narcissism. We're talking about spiritual energy, mm. you know, the capacity to follow through with things, to stay loving and, and happy instead of getting to, into negative states. So what I do is I imagine the higher power, people can help for sure, but then I think and I feel, and this has been my main practice for many years, is I see the divine source, if you like, as as a being of light, like a star, like a spiritual sun. And I just bring my attention to this spiritual sun, this beautiful light of peace. And I just just hand over these little fluffy monsters to the light. And it's almost like a an energetic hand comes down and just pulls them out and just takes them into the light, just takes them away. You just, just gesture that you want to let it go. I'm willing to let this go. Mm. And it comes in. You So you don't have to even get rid of it. You just hand it up a little bit. You like gesture that you're ready to release. And then that powerful energy just comes and pulls it all out, all the way up, all the way up into the light and you can just let go you can just let go let go and just feel that that energy just being taken away that pain just being pulled out pulled out lighter and lighter and lighter and lighter and lighter and you just ah yes freedom <laughs> and then you do it again you say all right what else have we got down here in this basement there's, there's a bit more here okay no worries i'm not going to get upset about it this is just stuff needs clearing you pick it up and you just let it go let it be taken away and up it goes and it's gone and just this is what i do and i my clients do this you just let it go let it go but you're giving it to a power and you start to feel what happens is that you feel the beautiful peace and light coming into you and then you feel this all this negativity being taken out taken away taken away taken away taken away and you just keep doing it long enough you know the key is to not give up immediately don't mm. give up too quickly just keep doing it keep doing it so if you imagine if you had like if you went into a a, a warehouse and there's just tons of junk everywhere that needs to be cleared. If you just pick up one box and take it out, you haven't really made that much of an impact on the warehouse, you know? <clears throat> so it doesn't look any different than it did before, you know, <laughs> but co of course it doesn't because you only got rid of one box. But if you just take one box lovingly hand it over and then you go back and get another box and lovingly hand it over and then another box before you know it, you've actually cleared like a couple of rooms worth of space. You know, there's a big shift has happened pretty quickly. And 
basically there is a huge amount of this stuff inside of us, this repressed negativity that is suffocating, suffocating our life, ruining our joy and making it impossible for us to actually get move forward in life. And so instead of spending our whole life with coping mechanisms, with more coping mechanisms, coping with coping with coping, it's much, much more effective and more powerful and much easier really to just take the time every day to do a bit of clearing. Clean out the space, and every time you let go of negative feelings, you what happens is there's a there's a like a a big bubbling pot of golden joy, golden joy inside of us. So Ronnie, you have golden joy bubbling inside of you, a big golden pot bubbling up nicely, <laughs> golden joy bubbling up, bubbling up. Can you feel it? Absolutely, bubbling away. <laughs> yeah, it's bubbling away, bubbling away so much, just bubbling up, bubbling up. Ah, and that joy is just trying to bubble up, bubble up. <laughs> and all we got to do is clear the stuff out of the way so that joy can just bubble up naturally, bubble up naturally. Because all of us are divine beings and we all have bubbling joy. And there's just negative stuff on the top of the pot of joy, mm. blocking it from coming up. You know what I mean? So we just clear that that junk out of the way and it just bubbles up by itself because our natural state is to feel joyful and healthy and happy and wealthy and be loving and have an awesome life it's natural for everyone mm-hmm. and it's just this negativity that's stuffed in the middle that's stopping it from coming up mm. so that that practice sounds simple but you know, we just did that, what, like two, three minutes or something, maybe less. But if you do that for 20 minutes a day, you do a huge amount of clearing, huge clearing. And then that joy starts to bubble up nicely all by itself. And everything changes. Yeah, you wake up with power. You wake up with with a sense of wonder in the morning rather than mm-hmm. dread. Oh, my God, not another day. Uh. <laughs> 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 it's so fascinating, isn't it? Like yeah. we won the lottery. We are out of 4 billion or 400, whatever the number is around how many sperm cells that are, that are racing towards the egg. Like we made it. So it's like. We already did the heavy lifting before we were physically incarnated. And it's amazing how many of us spend so much time living in quiet desperation of a life that we can't predict or manipulate. Uh, You know, it's fascinating. Yeah, Yeah, it's bizarre. Worrying about what might happen. It's bizarre. That's a great word. Yeah, instead of actually living what you have in the moment, which is what we got. This is it. This is it right here. You know, we're here. It's, yeah, I don't know. It's, I think most of the issue um, is, you know, you, you can go back, back, back. Where does it all come from? Where are all these problems? Really, it comes down from not realizing we're divine, powerful blissful beings with joy totally. for a start that's the main thing Bingo. but then that's the main one that's the main one and no matter what you do other than that it's not going to work ultimately because it, it's just going to be cosmetic right yeah exactly you can put you know band-aids on band-aids on band-aids but yeah. you're not healing the issue it's like you have to put a band-aid on top of the band-aid to keep the last band-aid sticking to the old wound 
Yeah, and it's exactly, and it's. I think most of Western culture and and the rest of the world as well is just more and more and more band aids mm. instead of smashing the whole thing down. It's like Anthony DeMello had a great quote. He basically said, "Most people are in. We're all in jail essentially, and most people just put up with it. So, well, that's the way it is." And then a few people say, well, let's make the conditions of the jail better. Let's have better lighting. Let's have nicer <laughs> chairs and nicer seats. Do you know what I mean? Let's just all make it nicer. And a handful of revolutionaries say, what the hell? Smash down the wall and get out of jail. Get the what heck out of jail. Get out. Do you know what I mean? That's, that's what it oh is. Instead gosh. of coping, we have to smash down the jail walls and free ourselves from this prison. I just had the thought of like some kind of movie I watched where – like some gangster movie or something and and the like the head the head dude in jail is like he has his own little office and people the inmates come to see him and make deals and he's eating steak and and living a super cush life in jail (laughs) yeah 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 it's classic yeah oh man Oh gosh, yeah, and that's that's kind of what it that's what it is in a way. You know, the the kind of traditional success model is having your stake in jail. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> this is quite quite hilarious. I love your I love what you bring to this conversation um, energetically. Is this hilariousness? Like it's totally it's totally normal that life is a little wonky and ridiculous. Like that's the whole like Willy Wonka thing. Is like. He is like, in order to be an alchemist or a magician in life, you have to entertain like ridiculousness, right? Yeah. I mean, the whole thing in many ways is consistently ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why are we here? What are we doing in this planet anyway? You know? Yeah. We, this is optional extra. So this is entertainment. We came to be entertained. We are entertaining ourselves and creating things. Do you know what I mean? We are. Yeah. This, what are we here for? You know, what's the meaning of life? It's, it, ultimately, it's to be in the wonder and entertainment of existence, of yeah. beingness. And it doesn't really, there's no meaning to anything in a sense. There isn't, there isn't. But on a, on a deeper level, it's all a wonder, wonder, wonder. Mm. And just being in the, like babies, you know, they come down. And why do we love babies? Because they're in constant wonder and it's so attractive. For us, kind of serious adults, you see this baby that's just like ooh, ooh, and everyone's like a baby, yeah, and it makes everyone happy when they're just happy babies and they wonder because they're they're in that state yeah. that we seem to lose later on, mm-hmm. but it was natural for us to have it actually. So, so a way for us to to really tap into our natural magic from what you were saying a little while ago. What I got out of it is that. We need to be consistent, right, with doing these rituals and practices like meditation or yoga or clean eating, um, thinking, higher level thoughts. Like it's really just comes down to the consistency of our rituals that create the long term effects, right? Yeah, exactly. The people who get the biggest results are the ones who are consistent. Right. You know, everyone knows that they should eat better, do more exercise, do meditation. Yeah, nearly everyone has read about this stuff. Who's on the personal development uh, trip? If you like, everyone has read books about these things, and those who do it get the gold. They get all the gold, and everyone else just thinks about it and doesn't change their life. So they're kind of depriving themselves of gold. 
you know, joy. Yeah. yeah. And um, the interesting thing is that when you start one powerful practice consistently, then you can actually easily add another one because you've got the confidence of doing one thing. So you can just add another thing and another thing and another thing. And for me, the, the biggest upgrade I ever made in my life, really, that changed everything else was meditation every day. Mm-hmm. Because what meditation does, and of course, there's different kinds of meditation. I, I've been practicing Raja Yoga meditation. That's I find that's most powerful meditation, which is remembering that you're a spiritual being and connecting with the light and mm. basically being charged up essentially and waking up from this um, insecurity getting rid of it and being free and so doing that every day has given me profound clarity about what's really going on what's important and power so that i can actually do the things that i that i know i need to do instead of just thinking about it Mm. Ah, you know, and then eating well is easier. And uh, and also with food, what I've noticed is the first meal of the day sets the tone for the rest of the meals. Totally. That's why I don't eat anything the first part of the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, if you do, you know, be careful what it is, you know. Right. So, you know, we often help people with e- eating disorders, bulimia, anorexia and stuff like that. We have courses on it. And um, like if, if someone who's bulimic, often they have an issue with them. Um, pastries and bread uh, it seems to be a trigger so if they stuck out up in the morning and have a piece of toast good luck to them do you know what i mean because it's the mm, trigger it's a, yeah yeah boom 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 but if they get up and they have a smoothie or they have a green juice or something it sets the tone differently yeah for what's to come so i think how we start our day actually changes our whole life mm. say that one more time please how we start our day changes our whole life. Yes. Great. So one <laughs> practice I'll, I'll give everyone is, is the morning 10 minutes. When we wake up, when we wake up, we're in a semi-awake, semi-asleep state, right? And our subconscious mind is most active before we, just before we fall asleep and when we first wake up in the morning, first 10 minutes. So the things that you think in your mind as soon as you wake up are extremely powerful and they affect everything else that you do. So what I suggest is to think very powerful thoughts in the morning for 10 minutes while you're in bed. You can sit up if you want, but like don't get, don't wake up and rush off because that's kind of stressful. Just lie in bed or sit up in bed. And think powerful thoughts. Here's a couple of powerful thoughts that you can try. First one, I am an embodiment of peace. So if you see yourself as a spiritual being of light, like a star, an immortal being of peace. So who is I am? I am means I am a divine light, a shining being. I am an embodiment of of peace. I am an embodiment of peace. And you feel the peace as you say, I am an embodiment of peace. You feel yourself being an embodiment of peace as you say, I am an embodiment of peace. And so you say that to yourself over and over again. Mm-hmm. 
10 minutes, you'll feel so good the whole day. You'll feel so peaceful. You could say, I am an embodiment of joy. I'm an embodiment of joy. I'm an embodiment of joy. An embodiment of joy. Yeah, noticing the golden joy bubbling up nicely. Yeah, guess how you're going to feel during your day if you say that first 10 minutes and you feel joy bubbling up. How's that going to affect you in the whole day? Mm-hmm. You're going to feel more joy and more peace. More peace, more joy, more able to do things. I am safe and secure is a good one. I am safe and mm. secure. A lot of people wake up in fear. So I am safe. I am secure. You know, we're divine beings. We're immortal beings, spiritual beings. So you're safe and secure. And you're just reminding yourself that you're safe and secure, safe and secure. And, and what happens is that all the negativity that you normally, you know, start to emerge in the mind naturally, just random thoughts and negative thoughts, they can't happen because you're thinking powerful things. And what happens is that you actually start noticing yourself thinking those same thoughts during the day automatically. Yeah, so you might be walking down the road and you're noticing yourself thinking, I am an embodiment of joy <laughs> without even realizing you're doing it. Do you know what I mean? So it actually kind of mm-hmm. goes into your yeah. normal life. And you might be in a situation with people being a bit stressed out or lots going on. And you just remind yourself, I'm an embodiment of joy. I'm an embodiment of peace. I am peace. I am peace. Slowly but powerfully. And that that just clears clears the clutter out of the mind. Yeah, because you were asking earlier, Ronnie, how do you stay in these higher states and mm-hmm. not get triggered? Yeah. Really, we have to be proactive, proactive with our powerful thoughts and feelings in order to avoid the onslaught of negativity that is coming at us every day just by being alive in this crazy world. Do you know what I mean? Because if, yeah, if, if we're not proactive, we're, go, we're being slaughtered every day by mm. endless stuff coming at us. You just go on, if you just post something on Facebook, you're probably going to get attacked by random people who you Happens don't know. All Do you know the what I mean? Time. Do you know what I mean? You haven't <laughs> yeah. done it, you've just woken up, you know, and someone's attacking you. Like, what the hell's going on? So, you know, <laughs> or just some of the news, you can go look at the news and get all freaked out. So, if we wake up in the morning, check our phone, go on to Facebook, do all these things, we're getting attacked by negative influences, and that's going to affect us. So we want to have first 10 minutes extremely powerful, mm. and then during the day, remain in that stage again and again and again, more and more and more, so that you are proactively blasting powerful energy mm. out from you to ward off these various things that can affect us. And I'm not talking about weird entities and ghosts and stuff. I'm just talking about if someone comes to you (laughs) and they're super stressed and angry, that's a a negative force that you have to deal with. And if you take their suffering, then you, you know, people like you meet someone, they're super stressed and then you feel stressed afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. We can avoid that taking on people's pain and we can actually make them feel better instead when we have that energy going out from us, yeah, blasting out, blasting out, blasting out. So it's taking command back over our own mind and our feelings. Mm. Cause it's, because whose mind is it? Yeah, is it someone else? Who owns your mind? Yeah, it doesn't belong to some guy down the road, does it? You know, what I mean? <laughs> so it's property of you, yeah? Yes. Your mind, your feelings, your life. 
Mm. So we bring it back and say, I'm not going to put all this junk in my head and feel bad. I'm going to choose to feel beautiful thoughts and beautiful feelings and create a beautiful day, yeah. starting with the morning, starting with the morning. Mm. I love that. I think that's the most incredible place to actually conclude on. It's like creating a magical morning, a miracle morning, right? Like how do you create a miracle? Like how do you create a miraculous life? Well, it stands to reason that it starts with creating a miraculous morning. So I actually, that, that was really great kind of insight for me to remind me about that. And I'm, I hope that really sinks in for people out there. I think that's one of the most powerful insights that, um, that anybody could receive for changing their life. Yeah. Your morning changes your day, and then your day changes your week, changes your month, changes your year, changes your life. So if you want to change your whole life, then just start with the first 10 minutes <laughs> thinking mm. about thoughts. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. Right. Mm. So where where can everybody find more about your information, your coaching, your courses, your books, all that great stuff? Yeah, there's a couple couple websites. Uh, you can go to Michael McIntosh, M-A-C-K-I-N-T-O-S-H dot com, and there's a bunch of free courses on there. So you can just put your email in and get a free course. There's tons and tons of great free stuff. I love to give, give, give. And if you want to become a spiritual life coach, become a certified coach, uh, author, teacher, then Awakened, A-W-A-K-E-N-E-D, awakenedacademy.com. You can learn about how to do that. And we have obviously free video series and, and other good stuff that can get you going. And, um, yeah, on, on those two websites, you'll find out about everything else we've got going on. And, um, you know, there's all sorts of books on Amazon. And But go to those two sites, michaelmcintosh.com, awakenedacademy.com. Plenty of free meditations, courses, and other stuff. Awesome, Michael. This was super, super uh, pleasure for me. Really dug our conversation and uh, look forward to having you back on sometime. Awesome. Much love, brother. Always a joy to connect. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you so much for joining me. And then for all of you listening, as always, thank you for joining us on yet another adventure into consciousness exploration and uh yeah i'm just super honored to be able to share incredible conversations like this because these are the type of conversations that i'm having on a regular basis but the beauty of a podcast is that we get to record it and deliver um immeasurable value to everyone out there in the world and i just want to shout out everyone that listens to this that you guys are all superheroes. Otherwise, you wouldn't be listening to a conversation like this, especially between me and Michael McIntosh, um, who is a certifiable superhero. So thank you all for joining us. And until next time, aloha.